0: No voicemail. Everyone deserves a victory. The Victory Bank. We exist to help our clients fulfill their visions and dreams. Member FDIC. Hey there, Chamber members. Your ad can go right here. Right here in this nice little spot before our featured guest. It's a time in the podcast where listenership is traditionally the highest, allowing you to reach the broadest audience you can. Plus, you'll reach well beyond our Chamber membership as businesses share episodes with their audience. If you're interested in advertising with Chamber Chat, you can contact the Chamber office via phone or email. The contact information is in the episode notes. Be a part of this new and exciting podcast initiative from the Tri-County Area Chamber of Commerce, helping businesses since 1927. All right, everybody. Welcome into the episode. Before we begin the interview portion, I wanted to just take a few moments and talk with Eileen, who is the Executive Director of the Tri-County Area Chamber of Commerce. Eileen, good morning.
1: Hello, Bill. Good morning to you.
0: How's it going?
1: It's going well. That's
0: good. So first of all, congratulations on your 20 years with the Chamber.
1: Thank you very much. I was... uh a little shocked that it got uh, some recognition and a surprise celebration at this year's annual dinner, which was April 17th. Uh, So it was, it was very nice to receive the recognition. I love what I do. And, you know, again, if you Love what you do. You don't work a day in your life, right? So, uh, but it was happy. I was happy to uh, get the acknowledgement and get the support of the membership that was there, and the board of directors, and the staff.
0: Yeah. Well, the congratulations is very well deserved.
1: Thank you. Um,
0: So you also received a gift, right? I
1: did. What did you Uh, receive? (laughs) I received a new office chair. Uh, the joke in the office is, uh, in my 20 years, the chair is actually here longer than I am, <laughs> the one that I was sitting in. So we were doing some additional purchasing of new chairs for the rest of the staff. I was ordering one for myself. It turned out I didn't need to because the board had already ordered me my own chair. Nice. So uh, that happened to be at the event <laughs> at the annual dinner. Uh, and I was surprised to have family uh, invited in there that night. I wasn't expecting that. So my daughter, who came in from uh, college for the evening, uh, wheeled in the chair uh, for me. And then um, I got to spend the rest of the evening then with my family.
0: Yeah, so. it, was, it was very cool. And I actually had a chance to talk to some of your family afterwards. Oh, good. They're, they're very nice. Thank you. Very nice, yeah. <laughs> Thank so, you. Uh, Not so their that's,
1: normal environment, so, no, you know, that's a okay. little... A little different for them, but yeah, they that's were out. Good. They
0: were out to support, and again, yes, they rightful, were. rightfully so. Yes. So, congratulations thank again. You. Uh, did you Right want to, back at you. Yeah, oh, thank you. Just I appreciate if you were it. not at the annual <laughs> dinner
1: and did not get to see some of our post-event marketing, we uh, acknowledged Bill as our volunteer of the year. Uh, so much because of what we're doing right here, right now. This podcast uh, wouldn't be happening without you, and we just you know needed to acknowledge you as you know the outstanding volunteer uh, for this organization for this year. And, so and, and thank it, you so much.
0: You're welcome. And again, I appreciate it. But again, I, I can't do it if you guys weren't open-minded to the yeah. idea and want to take take right. the chamber in another direction and really involve the community and our membership. So right. uh, the thank you is right back at well, you. So, dual. Yeah. <laughs> thank, Yes, dual thank you. thank oh, you. There's here. love all over the podcast today. <laughs> So uh, did you wanna give a brief (laughs) recap on the annual dinner?
1: Sure, Uh, it was April 17th, uh, Wednesday night, and it was a great event. Uh, We had uh, about between 200, 200, 200, 225 people in attendance, uh, which was a nice crowd for us. Uh, We had our networking reception, which is always a great time for people to make connections. Um, We sent everybody into the ballroom. Uh, One of my board members made the comment to me that, uh, you know, you have a great event when it's hard to get people's attention. So it was very difficult for me to get people to sit down and actually find their seat because they were so busy connecting and talking with people. So fortunately, your uh, your coworker Rich Graver gave a, a good whistle for me a couple times to he get w- everybody's attention. That
0: was wildly impressive, by the I, way. Yeah, and it I was, was sitting I was sitting at the same table, and I'm like, "Whoa, where is this coming from?"
1: So uh, so that was great energy. Uh, and then we gave away again some fantastic acknowledgments of uh, award winners, uh, people that needed to be recognized for. Uh, Investments, two of the businesses were here that were investments in Pottstown with Splitting Edge Axe Throwing uh, and the Red Horse Motoring Club, Um, Dan Glennon and Steve Everett, who uh, own those two businesses, were recognized. Um, Adam Burke was recognized for um, the pub, Pottstown United Brewing. Uh, And then we recognized Green Allies as our uh, community organization of the year. And then we obviously recognized you. Uh, for ambassador, or uh, ambassador for volunteer of the year, you also serve as an I ambassador, I also serve as though, an ambassador, but, too. Yeah. Uh, we recognize Victory Bank as our chamber champion uh, because of all the support they've provided over the last year. And then we also recognize uh, four different companies that have been acknowledged as best places to work in the state of Pennsylvania. And I just think it's an incredible accomplishment that we have four that are right here within our membership and within our region. So we just wanted to give them an appropriate recognition in front of their local peers. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they were recognized as well. And then we uh, finished the night before dinner with Sean Harper, who I thought did a fantastic job. Former football player, motivational speaker, business owner, entrepreneur. And I thought he just had a great message about the winning edge and, you know, really how to set yourself apart and keep driving for that win uh, and don't let anything really hold you back. And I thought he did a great job of really tying everything that we had been talking about. Obviously, everybody that we had been recognizing has had some drive uh, in some way to get them to a point where we were acknowledging them. So I think it was a great tie-in. So
0: his message was so powerful. I think at at one point, I mean, you could hear a pin drop in that
1: place. Yes
0: it was so quiet. it was <laughs> I, I never seriously like it there was you know there's there's a quiet but then yes. there's like a real quiet that place was really well and quiet. it's
1: it's funny because um staff have mentioned that at previous events because i'm typically seated in the front and i'm facing the speaker so i don't get a chance to really see the rest of the room and how they're engaged or interacting and uh, Jen made a comment, she was sitting in the very back of the room and one of my board members also made the comment about the noise. He said, nobody coughed, nobody moved, you Mm -hmm. know, and Jen said the same thing. She said, nobody fidgeted. You know, it was as if you were just waiting for his next word. Mm-hmm. You know, so everybody was just that intent on listening to what he had to say, which is, yes, it's powerful.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So. so good. So, you know, and it was great to see all the people come out for that dinner, too. There was a lot of people that I haven't seen at normal networking good. events. Yes. So it was great to see them at the annual dinner. I feel like that brings some different people does, out as well. So right? again, if you're considering attending next year, that definitely would be one to put on your on your calendar. So. It
1: is. It's a great it's a great opportunity to meet a different group of people. Like you said, we're fortunate to have uh, some of our larger employers, our board of directors, support that event with sponsorships. So their C-suite, if you want to call it that, uh, individuals are coming out, and sometimes you don't necessarily see some of those individuals at A mixer or business card exchange uh, or sometimes even a membership breakfast so if you really want an opportunity to maybe have some face time you know with uh, some of the key decision makers in the community that's a great event you know to budget your time and uh, your money, it is a little bit of a higher ticket price, but it's worth it You know, it's, when you walk away with that, yep. that one connection that can change your business. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So. Absolutely. So good. Well, thank you for running, you know, organizing it, running it. I know you're running around <laughs> crazy, you know, look, making name tags, making sure the gift baskets are good. So, yes, so thank you for that. Well, thank you.
1: It's our pleasure. It's a great night and we just want to make sure everybody has a great time. Yeah. So uh,
0: Before you go, I wanted to talk about an email that we received. Yes. Yeah. Uh,
1: Last month, at the end of last month, uh, I received a great email on a Saturday that uh, I was happy to get, and it just kind of makes it all worth it. Uh gentleman, uh, Philip Capro, he's an attorney with a law firm, which has many names. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> sure I'd get them all right. As most do. <laughs> um, Kilgore, Kilgore and Perlman are on the logo, so we'll go with that for now. Um, but Philip Capro is an active member of a similar sized chamber like ours in Florida. And he reached out specifically to say he was fully impressed with both the concept and the contents of our podcast. Cool. So uh, here we go, reaching a different audience and yeah. reaching people that are without or with. Uh, outside of the Tri County territory, which is uh really cool.
0: Yeah, so we have somebody listening from Florida. So Philip yes, thanks we do. Philip, thanks for sending in that email. We greatly appreciate it. And I know you have exchanged some information uh with Philip as well.
1: I did. He had some additional questions just trying to help his chamber in that area. So we did have a brief conversation about the podcast and you know of course if he's listening and hears this episode, we'd of course encourage him to continue to comment or reach back out mm-hmm. and uh, in addition you know he had some additional information he wanted to just see about our organization you know since it is similar in size to the one he's part of so send him some information on our strategic plan some of the committees that we've recently started you know so hopefully that was helpful yeah so and I
0: and I just again among the chamber community I just love the the exchange of information yes. I think again that's we're going to raise all boats we're going to make okay. us all better in that in that process. So again, Philip, thanks for sending the email. We greatly yes, appreciate most definitely. it. Thank you. Eileen, anything else you want to chat about?
1: I don't think so. I know you have a full uh list of uh additional guests that we're going to have coming up in the next few weeks, so I look yeah. forward to hearing their stories and Again, just happy to have an outlet to give them a little bit of time to talk about their company and, you know, really, again, just educate the Tri-County region on as much information, different businesses they can support, what those businesses are doing in the community. All of that is very important information for us to share.
0: Well, I appreciate you joining today. Thank you. Thanks, Bill. And now we'll get into the interview portion of today's episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome into the interview portion of Chamber Chat brought to you by the Tri County Area Chamber of Commerce. I am here today with a guest. His name is Jonathan Zern from Trans Logistics Incorporated. Jonathan, welcome to the podcast. It's good to be here. Thank you for having me. So, we were talking earlier, this is your first podcast. It is. Okay. Do you listen to podcasts? I don't. Okay. Well, oh, this is good.
2: I, I will now. This
0: is going to be your first one then. Yeah. Yes. Chamber Chat. You can find it on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all your, all your greatest hits. Fantastic. Yeah, so good. Well, uh, thanks for uh, coming in today. appreciate it. Yes. Uh, so tell me what you do at Trans Logistics.
2: So I work as an outside sales representative uh, selling our logistics services to uh, companies that, that are looking to outsource some or all of their logistics operations when it comes to freight. In uh, moving products
0: okay so so what type of what volume of freight do you uh, run the range from something small to something large tell me tell me kinda how that our average
2: out. customer spends about a hundred thousand dollars per year on their freight costs, their shipping costs but uh, we have a number of customers that are between a million and say six million dollars of uh, freight spend per year
0: well wow. okay so and and where do you guys travel
2: so we travel the entire United States. so Our companies that work with us are working in Canada, in the U.S., and in Mexico. Uh, but um, I'm traveling all across the country. A lot of our folks are going to California, Texas, okay. uh, New Mexico, Arizona. Okay. Uh, a lot of our business, yes, is in part of the country for sure, mm-hmm. uh, in the tri-state area.
0: Okay, great. So I'm a business. I'm making widgets, but I'm making widgets by the pallet, mm-hmm. and they need to go to California. I'm calling you. Yes, correct. Yes, okay. you're right. calling Good. us
2: because your core competency is making the widget or the product. Mm-hmm. Your core competency may not be all the um, logistics that goes into getting that moved.
0: Yeah, so that's what I wanted to talk to you about because I, I was on your website prior to um, us chatting today. So tell me, tell me a little bit more about, you guys are very consultative in your approach towards um, engaging your audience. right? So tell me a little bit about that.
2: I'm glad you asked that because just this morning we finished a consultation, a conversation with a company out in Illinois that began about three years ago, concluded this morning. So during that three years, we made multiple visits to their different locations in Illinois and Indiana, learning as much about their operation, about their materials centers, where product is coming in and moving out to different locations. We try to find out as much as we can about their freight movements and their supply chain at large. Uh, I look at it as really shining a spotlight on that part of the operation, and then we consult with them and say, okay, we see areas of opportunity in these five parts of your business in terms of freight movements, and uh, that we continue the conversation, usually over a longer period of time, months, if not years.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say three years, that's a a long time to to close something, but again, a testament to how you guys don't just say, hey, you know what, we can do this, this, and this, and this is how much it's gonna cost. Correct. Like it, there really has to be a deep dive into those logistics and um, you know how it's going to benefit the business.
2: And to your point, when we when I first talk to a company, let's say you and I were having an initial discussion, I'll say to you, Hey, Bill, if you're looking at us to just save you a few dollars on your freight shipments this year, this this isn't really the conversation for you, uh, or for us. So that we look at freight rates as only part of a larger conversation. Um, not just can we save you a few dollars,
0: right? Gotcha. Um, so are you from around here? Did you grow up around here? I'm from
2: Chester County, from uh, West Chester originally. Okay. And uh, my, my grandfather, interestingly, used to be the mayor of Palmerton, Pennsylvania. Okay. Back in the uh, 80s and into the 90s. Okay. So you're talking to the grandson of a former mayor of Palmerton, Nice. Pennsylvania. I like that. Yeah, so I'm a Chester wow. County native. You
0: may be the um, uh, most famous person we've ever had on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. So, where, uh, where do you live now? Are you still in Westchester or are you local? Yeah, you know, we're Downingtown,
2: Thorndale, Coatesville. Sure I've Been there about 10 and a half years. Okay. Um, with my wife. So
0: Great. Awesome. Still local. Still local. Yes, That's sir. awesome. I love it. Um, what else do you want to tell me about Trans, uh, trans Logistics? The, the story that I just gave you about the, th- the three
2: year conversation that just ended this morning really is representative, I think, of what Scott McDevitt, our founder, Uh, sought to begin 25 years ago. This year is actually our 25th year of operation. Scott has been the founder and president ever since we began, and he wanted something different for his customers that other companies 25 years ago weren't offering a more consultative approach, a a deeper dive, if you will, into what their needs were as a company. So this example I gave you this morning is simply representative of what Scott started 25 years ago, I see myself as really just an ambassador for what Scott began mm-hmm. and uh, what others in our company have been doing for many, many years. Just spreading the word about trans logistics to this part of the country, but also getting it to other parts of the country that may not be familiar with who we are. Right. In a more specific approach to their business, as opposed to kind of a cookie cutter approach uh, to trying to help them.
0: Mm-hmm. So one of the other aspects of this podcast, we obviously want to get a chance to know you a little bit. We want to know about TransLogistics, but we also want to provide a little bit of uh, value to our audience in the sense that um, all businesses go through pain points, right? It's not all, <laughs> it's not all sunshine and rainbows. Yes. So what pain points are you guys seeing right now, and how are you getting over those as an organization?
2: It's a great question. I guess one of the pain points that comes to mind first would be scale scaling from a certain um, revenue mark where we are currently as a company to maybe a a 20 percent mark higher than what we are at currently and the number of staff members you're going to need for the operational side whether it be someone in our audit department or someone in our tracking department someone in our brokerage department well how many folks do you hire well if we haven't gotten to that point of revenue as a company in 25 years then some of those questions are tough to answer Mm -hmm. for the leadership, for other folks in the company that are giving feedback. So scaling the company is, is a challenging thing. And also, as we look to scale, specifically on the sales side of the business, that's always been a very kind of a small team. Do we hire someone in Ohio? Do we hire someone in Tennessee to be a regional player for our company in a different part of the country? So those are some of the things we're thinking about, scaling in general, but also specifically on the sales team what do we do regionally in terms of boots on the ground in other parts of the country representing what's happening here in southeastern Pennsylvania?
0: Right. So you, so you guys, when you're identifying some of these issues and the, the, your growth and how you want to scale it, are you looking at all that internally or are you employing somebody from the outside to also help you and kind of consult with that a little bit? And the reason why I'm asking that question is, you know, again, I'm a business owner and you know, I want to get some advice from this podcast. Is it something I should do myself, or is it something I really should maybe take a look at from from outside of the organization? I think of something that our
2: founder Scott said that relates to this point, and that is we have an advisory board in place of uh, six individuals who are all business owners. So Scott, as well as other leaders in the company, are consulting that advisory board. They're not a paid advisory board, uh, but they are invested, if you will, in our success And a lot of the advice, to your question, a lot of the advice is coming from that advisory board. But also there are meetings that happen internally with um, folks that are in leadership, folks that are not in leadership to get advice on what we think we should do as a company. But I know Scott leans pretty heavily on the advisory board to help him uh, decide what to do next because mainly that advisory board, as I shared, is made up of business owners that have made mistakes in the past and also made good choices in the past as they've looked to scale their businesses.
0: Yeah. And I think you raise a really good point about uh, that type of advisory board. I don't think it matters the size of your business. I think you can still have an advisory board. Yes. I mean, if you just have your, uh, you know, a contractor and you might just be, you know, a sole prop, have an advisory board, have somebody guiding you in social media with the financial piece of it, with the marketing piece of it, whatever it looks like with the strategic growth uh, aspect of it. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think it matters how how big you are I know somebody he actually he does marketing and um, he asked me he's like he's like I think I'd like to have you on my like board you know quote board of directors and I'm like what are you even talking about I'm like you're you're one you're one person he goes well, he goes well I I need to use I'm so busy I'm in the moment you know I'm trying to crank out all these different requests marketing requests for people and um, you know I, I need I need somebody who's gonna look out for the overall vision of of the company and I'm like, you know what, you are smart. <laughs> you are smart, dude. You know, so, um, so again, for the audience listening, you know, I think it's, it's um, you know, put your own advisory board together. And look, these might be family, they could be friends, they could be contacts that you have in the community. You never know anybody until they ask, right? You know, yes. they may decline you because they have a busy schedule and then maybe don't quite get your industry or quite get what you wanna do, but there are definitely people who, who will get it as well. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so what else you want to tell me about uh, TransLogistics? I mentioned we're
2: in our 25th year. One thing I didn't mention is the fact that uh, one big focus of the company, besides being focused on the employees, we've got about, I think, 52, 53 employees. We just crossed the 50-employee threshold mm-hmm. in the last four to six months. So, We're focused on employee development, growth, how's everyone doing that works at the company, but also we're focused on, I think it was about 20 different charities or outreaches where we're providing um, funding, advice, maybe boots on the ground if they've got an event that happens. Uh, One comes to mind in particular last year, truckers against trafficking, trying to get more truck drivers to be aware of the problem that that exists with human trafficking. Uh, So not just putting dollars towards it, although we did do that last year. We had a, a luncheon at our office in Birdsboro, but also making sure more truck drivers know what's happening out there. So trying to as a company give to the community as much as we can. Uh, We'll do different uh, outreaches to the police department in Birdsboro, the fire department, uh, just trying to make a positive impact outside of uh, being revenue profitable. We also wanna give back to the community as much as we can. Um, So that's a big focus of Scott as our leader but also of those within our organization.
0: Yeah. So how do you guys keep up with industry trends? I know you know the trucking, you know, I hear people saying now oh, there's a shortage of drivers or you know cost might be an issue. So how do you keep up with you know some of those issues and then even you know the trends that, that are happening?
2: A couple quick things. Number one, there are regional trucking companies in the United States, but there are also national trucking companies. If I mentioned UPS or FedEx everyone knows who they are. Uh, Old Dominion Our folks are visiting those companies, the national trucking companies, as well as the larger regional players, A. Dewey Piled, for example, to keep up with the leadership of those companies. What are those leaders thinking about the industry? Uh, I just recently saw the FedEx CEO be interviewed on television. It's very interesting to hear from him, but it's also even more interesting to go see those individuals in person wherever possible. So that's something that our company does proactively on our dime to learn directly from them what are they seeing but also we're keeping up with any number of publications uh, FTR different uh, publications that are providing transportation information to the industry to shippers to distributors to manufacturers to logistics companies like us and then we're providing that information back to our customers including uh, companies that are considering working with us will provide that information. One quick uh, example that comes to mind, the uh, Spotted Lanternfly mm-hmm. that all of us saw last year. I saw them in my yard. They were messing with them in my trees. There are certain counties where we're sitting in this general area of Pennsylvania where you have to have additional licenser or licenses to drive a vehicle in this part of the state. That just came out in the last week or two. So we provided a, a blog, an outgoing email to our customers, the company I was talking to in Illinois, Illinois that's now going to be working with us as of this morning—they're already up to speed with how that would impact them when any of their trucks are in southeastern Pennsylvania.
0: So, what's is it, so? Can you speak a little bit about that? Is there... if you don't have a?
2: It's a great question. If you don't have the right license, let's say you're driving a truck and a police officer pulls you over, and you don't have the right license um, relevant to that spotted lanternfly problem that's happening right now your company might see a $2,500 fine or a $5,000 fine. Hmm. So the, the fines are significant and they're enough to get shippers and distributors, manufacturers in our part of PA, but also companies that happen to ship in our part of Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. to, to kind of wake up to the fact that these lanternflies are a real big problem and we're trying to stop the problem as much as we can through um, letting our customers know uh, what's happening. But uh, the, the fines would be pretty significant if you didn't sure. abide by the, the new law.
0: Interesting, and this is why, folks, this is why you tune in the Chamber Chat, because you're always learning something or finding out something uh, interesting about our guests. Um, okay, what else? Uh, so you know, before I ask you a little bit more, um, how did you get into this field? So <laughs> is this a short story? It doesn't matter, but I always this appreciate the journey. is
2: probably about a 23-second story. Okay, if sounds you good. Will. Go for it. I'm timing you. So for much of the last 10 years, I was not in logistics. I was selling software to school districts. Hmm. Traveled to about 200 school districts, seven Canadian provinces, about 42 states, going to school districts. About two and a half years ago, I met Scott McDevitt, had never met him before, found out about his business. And because one of our offerings as a company is technology, besides the services um, that we offer to our customers, I thought it was a good fit. Even though two and a half years ago, I knew nothing about logistics. Fast forward to today, I'm getting there, and I know a lot more about logistics than I did back then, but it was a company fit. When I saw Scott and met the, the employees, it was a, a natural fit. I mm-hmm. saw where they, what they were already doing uh, for, at that point, 23 years in, and I'm just looking to,
0: to help. That's great. And I know you guys are involved with the Chamber, um, so tell me what some of the events um, or what you've been getting out of the being members of the Tri-County Chamber. It was about six months ago. I'm not able to get to as many chamber events as I'd like
2: to because I'm traveling more than most employees, but I know Scott, our president, my boss, Joseph, Peter, our director of logistics, they attend all of the tri-county events. Uh, The one that I can remember from last year was, was kind of an intimate breakfast setting and then you had a panel of about five business owners, including Scott, our president. And they just gave really basic business advice to business owners that were in the room. It was about 50 to 70 people, if if memory serves. It wasn't a sales pitch, so no one up on the board was giving a sales pitch. I think Mm -hmm. one of the gentlemen runs a hospital in this local area. He was a very impressive gentleman. Another woman ran a company, and they were giving advice. Some of the advice was, hey, you should have an advisory board. Mm -hmm. Other advice just about how to run your business, how to plan for three years in advance, five years in advance. That chamber event was really helpful for me as an individual as I sat and just partook in the in the, uh, the panel discussion after the breakfast. Yeah, and
0: I love how open the Chamber is and how open the, the members are with sharing, you know, contacts with one another, sharing business ideas. I mean, look, we're all, we're all in business for the same thing. is We want to grow, and we want Potsdown, the greater Pottstown area, to grow. So mm-hmm. in order, again, to re- just exchange that free information, I think is a really positive thing. And, again, the Chamber is, is one way you do it. But, you know, again, I will say, if you don't get out to the, a lot of the events, which some of the uh, membership might not, this podcast now is an opportunity to get a chance to know some of the membership. So as you listen to some of the different guests, I'm sure you may want to reach out and say, Hey, I heard you, you know, heard you on the podcast. I'm sure any one of the guests will be happy to connect with you and, and connect with the rest of our membership. So uh, just another, just another Avenue. Um, So tell me a little bit more again about um, logistics. I know there's some other uh, things that you wanted to uh, chat about.
2: I mentioned a few minutes ago that we look at our job as consultants To really shine a spotlight on a part of their business that they may not be experts at shipping to and from their location to a customer shipping from one of their plants to another plant so we look at ourselves as shining a big spotlight on that using technology using you've heard the term big data to analyze okay you you folks there in tennessee are shipping two shipments a day from knoxville tennessee up to allentown pa one is going in the morning one is going in the afternoon and you're doing that every week can we look at consolidating those into one shipment, for example? So we really dissect everything about their supply chain and point out things that they're not familiar with, areas where maybe um, you run a business, you run a business as well here in, in the room, and you're expediting a lot of shipments. So you've, ever, you've heard the phrase, it's got to be there yesterday. Mm-hmm. A lot of companies operate that way, and they're having to get things there yesterday too often. Well, Jonathan, how do you help us with that? We first of all uh, analyze the fact that you did that to the tune of $100,000 last year. They may not even know the dollar amount. And we shine a spotlight on the dollar amount. Okay, let's ha- let's attack that $100,000 and let's do that over the next 2 months. So we'll analyze different areas of their freight logistics and come up with different plans, different timelines to attack different areas that need attention while they're over manufacturing lawn equipment or pipe Uh, We've got a company in Easton that makes pipe for the oil industry. That's what they do. They're not good at negotiating with UPS when some of their pipe is too long for the flatbed um, and they're getting hit with a $200 fee from a UPS or a FedEx. We're proactively working with them so they're not caught off guard when their freight bill goes through the roof in certain areas of their
0: business. Interesting. So do you help businesses at all? Do you actually get into the nuances of their end of the business? So if things had to be there yesterday, maybe it's a manufacturing issue where there's something internally that's not quite working right, which is getting them right up to that deadline and now they got to send it, you know, right away. Do you get into that at all with other businesses? We absolutely do. An example
2: comes to mind of a company, they're about a 2 billion dollar company. They asked us, to your point, can we can you Jonathan and your technology there at Translogistics, can you provide us data so we can forecast when and where to manufacture on a weekly basis. So based on reporting that you at you at TransLogistics can provide on a weekly basis, that will help us know where to manufacture this product line or how much of it should we pull back on production in Tennessee and increase it in Florida. Mm-hmm. We get those kinds of questions. We're providing that kind of data to assist in those broader decisions as they may have 20 facilities. We brought on a company last year has 24 locations. We actually traveled to 20 of their 24 locations throughout the implementation phase to learn as much as we can about their business. Mm. Not just the freight logistics side, but goodness, we went to 20 of 24 locations. That's all you really have to know. Sure. And uh, we do that really at our expense, not theirs.
0: Yeah. So how do you guys go, go about growing your business? Obviously, there's, you know they can contact you through email or through go on your website or pick up the phone and call. But how do you guys about growing it, what do you look, where do you look for? When I started with the
2: company about two and a half years ago, TransLogistics had never marketed itself, believe it or not, it was all word of mouth, it was all chamber events, companies finding out about us, largely through the Tri-County Chamber. Two and a half years ago, and really two years ago, start of 2018 or the end of 17, we decided we're going to start exhibiting at conferences which we had also never done. So last year we exhibited at five conferences across the country. This year we'll exhibit at about seven. That's been our lar- That's been really our biggest step to try to get companies to know we exist without us having to call them on the phone or go visit them. We also did one other important step and we started to invest in marketing. You may have heard of marketing before. <laughs> yeah, that <for> little <laughs> thing called marketing. <laughs> now marketing means a lot of things to a lot of different people. We're still working to learn how to market ourselves and what that means, different channels, conferences is only one channel. But we're looking at finding better ways to market ourselves, but that discussion internally really didn't happen until the last year and a half to two years to find ways to get people to be attracted to us so that we we can engage with them. Uh, Because as you know, as business owners, to call someone on the phone out of left field or to walk in there out of left field, they don't know who you are, that's not the easiest thing to do. In 2019, it wasn't easy in 2001 or 2010. Yeah, it's very challenging. Uh, we still do that, but we're looking to find ways to get people to be attracted to us through marketing, and also specifically through exhibiting at conferences, yeah, manufacturing conferences, what have
0: you. Yeah, it's all about building the relationship. Mm-hmm. And, and again, that's another thing that the chamber provides with uh, activities and again the social media interaction and that sort of mm-hmm. thing. So yeah, absolutely. So we're going to be wrapping up the uh, interview portion here. Um, but uh, is there something personally that you would like to share with the audience? What do you like to do in your spare time?
2: I like to drive a convertible in the winter with the top down.
0: Nice. Okay, I like it. So you got the heated seats on? I'm heated assuming seats. it has heated seats. Heated seats, yes, of course. Okay.
2: I'll, I'll go to about mid to upper twenties Fahrenheit. Okay. As long as it's not windy, and now let me be clear. If I'm driving from Westchester to Scranton on the uh, the Turnpike, I'm not doing that. But if I'm down on Business Thirty in Exton, or I'm on Route One Hundred coming up to Pottstown, mm-hmm. where I'm not driving at a high speed, really enjoy doing that. So I do have a convertible that I drive twelve months out of the year. Okay, it is all wheel drive, so when we get our snow, I'm okay. fine. But um, so did
0: you want to care to share what type of uh, convertible can I, can it is? Can I tell you
2: what it is? Sure. It's a it's a two thousand fourteen R S five. Okay. And it's actually being worked on as we speak Mm -hmm. with a full exhaust done by AWE tuning out of Horsham. Okay. They took out the entire exhaust, I guess, from the gear shift all the way back to the pipes. Oh wow. And they just put on new exhaust, which I'll be picking that thing up today or tomorrow. Okay, nice. You may not know about an R S five, it's a V eight. So it's got a nice sound. It's got some kick to it. Howdy made the R S five. Be a V eight in two thousand fourteen and fifteen. They stopped making it in sixteen and seventeen. Mm-hmm. They came out with it again in eighteen, but it's a um, five cylinder. They no longer make an eight a V eight in this car. Okay, so it's got a little bit of so. Are you rumble the, to are
0: it. you in the Audi Club? I know there's an Audi Club, right? Audi Club North America of North America. Yes. Oh, North America you yeah. are in that. Yes. Yeah. You you guys in the Audi Club are ridiculously intelligent about these vehicles. <laughs> About these, you know, because I do you know Saul Rifkin? He works for the Victory Bank. He's my contact, yeah. Right, well, oh, yeah, well there yeah. you go. So, oh, no way. Yeah, yeah, so Saul, <laughs> Saul's at the bank, and Saul's a big Audi guy. And, you know, he's always talking about Audis and how rare this is, and this is what's built on this model, and, you know, whatever. So, but
2: uh, unlike the, Saul, I'll bet you Saul knows how to, like, maybe change oil or change a tire. <laughs> if you said, Jonathan, show me something under the hood and where this is, and I can't do anything. Tell me how to change the battery if I need to change the battery. Yeah. That's where my abilities fall short. But I do love cars and I do know cars. I had two Audi A4s many years ago. I then had an SQ5 and now I have a, an RS5. Yeah, so yeah, Saul, I love the Audi brand.
0: Saul definitely wrenches. I know he gets underneath there and does what he needs to do. So, all right. So um, thank you for being on today. Greatly sure. appreciate it. How can folks contact TransLogistics? You can go to our website
2: at Translogist, So it's translogisticsinc.com. You can uh, also call us. Our our phone number would be on the website as well. And uh, from our website, translogisticsinc.com, you can send an email. Um, It'll be routed to me, Jonathan Zern. You could also send an email if if you just need uh, customer assistance, if you're one of our customers, or if you're looking to be a customer of ours. There are other ways you can reach us through our website.
0: Okay, great. Well, thank you for being on today. Greatly appreciate it. My pleasure. You we were talking about logistics. So I think we went through a train uh, a train going by. I think we went through yes. a, a horn. And we what was the other thing we went through? Some police sirens there. So we ran the gamut. Yes, so, we did. Yeah. So thanks for being on, Jonathan. Appreciate it, it. It was fun. Thank you again for downloading this episode. If you would like to stay in touch with your Chamber of Commerce, Please visit our website, that's tricountyareachamber.com. You can also follow us on social media, on LinkedIn, we are on Twitter, Facebook, and now Instagram. You can also pick up the phone and call us at 610-326-2900, a live person will pick up the phone. It's once again on social media, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Also, please consider subscribing to this podcast. This podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, and many more. So again, subscribe to this podcast and also turn on notifications where you'll be notified of new episodes. The Tri-County Area Chamber of Commerce, serving the greater Pottstown area since 1927.